Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to 2023. I hope you all had a nice ending to 2022. I had a very quiet night at home and... Um, I certainly was feeling very sentimental as 2022 came to an end and I was thinking about just how many relationships I've really been working on restoring this year and, uh, you know, making some efforts to reach out and create some connections. And I was also thinking about this new series that we're starting here in 2023, the year of the inner child. Okay, so today, since this is the very very first episode in this series, I'm going to give you a little bit of background um, about the concept or theory of the inner child, uh, and then we're going to kind of get into our practice for today. So the concept or idea of inner child, most people track back to Carl Jung, who um, was a psychologist during like the 1800s into the 1960s, and he proposed this idea that as he was working through his own issues, as most psychologists do, <laughs> that we have this part of ourself that is the young inner child. It's like the wounded self or the adventurous self. If you Google inner child, you can actually dive really deep into this and you can find that um, over the years there have been archetypes that have been created representing these different types of inner child. And ultimately, what Carl Jung is trying to get at is the idea that as we're growing up, as we're maturing, we're developing ideas, right? We're having emotional reactions and responses to the experiences that we're having. And if we have a nurturing, safe environment, then kind of the messaging that we receive supports us in maturing past um, kind of these inner child ideas or mindsets. But if we do not have that, then we can develop mindsets that just basically, or emotional attitudes that get kind of stuck, right? 
And so I can remember experiencing that very clearly in my 20s when I, I literally was having like a tantrum and I felt like a 10 year old. So inner child really spans any age. Um, and the idea is that we're looking at ultimately how to identify belief systems that have remained stuck and stored in the brain, in the body. And using the concept of an inner child helps us to personify this experience. Now, this, I'm getting into some of my own theory and my own opinion about this. Um, and so that it's kind of like when you're struggling with somebody, something, and somebody says, well, what would you tell a friend to do in this situation? And as soon as you kind of take it out of your own self and you imagine speaking to a friend, it gets really clear, like, oh, I would tell my friend to like dump that person <laughs> or right, definitely go for it or try it. And so I think the idea of the inner child helps us to see the parts of us that need maturing, need reparenting. This is a really important concept in the world of and work of the inner child, reparenting. We're going back to historical moments. We're going back to belief systems. We're going back to emotional experiences. And we're going to be giving ourselves the thing that we needed in that moment that we didn't get. Or we're going to be telling that child who's throwing that tantrum or really has come to believe something that, you know what? Nope, that's not true. How about this? And in this way, we become more integrated and that wounded child, that inner child doesn't run the show as much. So in our journey, we're going to be using this book, Affirmations uh, for the Inner Child by Raquel Lerner. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read you the introduction so you can kind of get a sense of where um, the author is coming from. And I think it tells us even more about this idea of the inner child. Okay, let's check it out. All of us need positive affirmation throughout our lives. As children, these powerful messages helped us to know that we were worthwhile, that it was all right to want food to be touched, and that our very existence was a precious gift. The messages that we received from our caregivers helped us to form decisions that determined the course of our lives. If we were raised with consistent, nurturing parents, we conclude that life is meaningful and that people are to be trusted. If we are raised with caregivers who were addictively or compulsively ill or abusive or not there or neglectful, I'm adding in some of my own words here, we determine that life is threatening and chaotic, that we are not deserving of joy. These are the critical decisions or crucial decisions that impact our lives long after we have forgotten them. So I want to just pause there. This is really important. In Beyond Surviving, a huge part of the work that we're constantly doing is identifying belief systems that we don't have conscious awareness of, but that yet are driving our choices, driving our feelings, driving our decisions, our reactions, our behaviors. And so 
this is exactly right. We have this like part of ourself that has made decisions along the way. People aren't safe. I can't trust anyone. Everyone's going to let me down. And oftentimes we don't have full conscious awareness of that. So a big part of our work in this series is about bringing consciousness and awareness to those belief systems using the framework of the inner child in order to understand where that came from and then to reparent ourselves in order to develop a new belief system. Okay. As she goes on, childhood judgments don't just disappear. <laughs> they remain as dynamic forces that contaminate our adulthood. When childhood needs are not taken care of because of abuse or abandonment, we spend our lives viewing the world through the distorted perception of an infant or an angry adolescent. I have many of my clients are starting to kind of understand like, oh, that's my angry teenager that's like running the show right now. Again, it's not actually an angry teenager. It's just a belief system that was developed at that point in life that is now still carrying through into adulthood that needs to be revised. The more we push these child parts away, the more control they have over us. This denial of our inner child manifests in destructive ways, dependent relationships, sabotaged successes, somatic illnesses, and dysfunctional parenting. In order to end this cycle of suffering, we must embrace our inner child or at whatever age and stage it shows itself to us. The daily readings in this book will address the screaming infant, the precocious toddler, the feisty two-year-old, so on and so on, who waits for the parent who will make them feel safe, loved, accepted. So let's sit with that for a moment. We want to begin to think about if I am reparenting myself, what are the things that I didn't get as a child growing up? that I'm going to need to focus on. Safety, love, and acceptance are often the trifecta, the main things that people lacked in growing up that they needed to have. But it's not always true that you are lacking all of them. Okay, so for example, growing up, I felt actually very safe within my uh, parents' relationship. Uh, but then after the trauma, in that dynamic, there became a sense of not feeling safe out in the world or with other people. I felt very loved and nurtured by my mom and dad. But then because of the trauma, I began, you know, navigating relationships in very unhealthy ways. And this started to, um, you know, reinforce internal belief systems that I wasn't lovable. Okay. Ultimately, we become the loving parents to our inner children and take charge of our lives. Hell yeah. I mean, and that's ultimately everything that we're always here about is <laughs> like, how can we get out of our wounded, victim, historical, child, disempowered self? And how can we come into the place of being in our empowered adult self and remaining there more often than not? And then also when an old historical belief or inner child starts to run the show, how do we intercept that and interrupt that to get ourselves back on course? Okay, so with that introduction, we are going to be exploring the idea of infancy. Man, we're going right back to the very little moment that we came out of 
the womb. So as I read, I want to invite you to just close your eyes if you feel comfortable, safe doing so, or jot down notes, write down words or phrases that are really pinging for you as we explore the idea of infancy and beginning to tune in and listen to the needs of my infant. I am a newborn baby. After nine months within your womb, it will take some time for me to be fully here. Being born was difficult. All I want to do right now is just sleep curled up in a ball. Slowly, day by day, I open up. One finger stretches out, then another. Soon my hand is open to receive yours. One leg kicks, and then another. Soon I'm waving my feet in the air, enjoying my energy. One arm reaches out, then the other, and I'm able to return your hug. My eyes open and focus on your loving face. I smile at the sound of your voice. I feel myself fully in the world, ready for adventure. That's safety. As I confront new issues and repair old childhood wounds, infancy themes will arise for me. Instead of feeling shameful, I'll seek out those I trust for holding, touching, nurturing. I am learning to be the loving parent to the precious infant inside of me. Let's just take a moment to let that settle. Before we wrap up, all I want to do right now is sleep curled up in a ball. Have you ever in your adult life just wanted to crawl into bed? Curl up? In those moments, have you overridden that need? Have you said, no, I got to go do the laundry. No, I got to go do the chores. No, I got to go run this errand. No, you know, I've got to take care of somebody else. This is my first invitation to you. When your body wants to curl up, when you want to go into a little bit of a cocoon, a little bit of like a womb, create that for yourself. Don't override that. Don't override that. Honor that. That is a part of you saying, hey, the world's getting to be a little too much. The things around me are getting to be a little too much. Something really difficult. And I need to just curl up and feel cozy and safe and nurtured. So that's the first thing. Now, think about this unfolding that starts to happen, this opening up of the infant, right? The stretching that she describes. I've got this one finger starts to open and then, you know, I stretch out an arm and then I'm starting to be able to receive and I'm also starting to be able to respond. Yeah. If we weren't nurtured, if we didn't get that kind of actual physical support, if we were left in a crib to cry and cry and cry and cry and nobody ever came, then the body can often remain in a very contracted, constricted posture, even well, well, well into adulthood. You can be easily startled. You can have a hard time with touch. Maybe the touch that came was harmful, painful, threatening, violent. So our relationship to even being open is skewed, harmed, and our relationship to touch as well. 
So I think one of the beautiful things about healing from trauma is that this is exactly what we're actually working to do so much of the time is to go from the place of feeling very curled up, constricted. We need that. We'll honor it when it happens. But then can I unfurl? Yeah. Be ready for adventure. I love that. Like going out into the world, being connected. Okay. And yes, the biggest thing like you'll hear throughout this whole series is going to be like, do not shame yourself for any of this, right? There's no shame here. It's just about learning what's going on for you and being more attuned to yourself and being more aware and working with this first invitation this week is really working with holding touching, nurturing. So if you have someone in your life who can provide that, wonderful. Let's get into some conversation. Let's get into, you know, asking for some support here. Let's explore safe touch, loving touch, nurturing touch. You can also do this for yourself. And then my final thought for you is that it's actually sometimes a very powerful exercise to pretend that you're holding an infant. Um, you can pretend that it's you or, a, you know, just a pretend infant. If you have a baby doll or a stuffed animal, you know, just hold the baby, whether imaginary or you're actually using a physical object. Begin to imagine that that baby is you, or if that feels too hard to confronting to start with, just imagine it's a baby, but begin to speak to that little baby. Begin to caress and hold, begin to send love and nurturing to this little baby that needed it, that deserved it. So as always, if there's anything I can do to support you in your healing journey, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. I still have three spots available for my upcoming group program for women that's starting in February. So if you'd like to learn more about that and apply to join, you can go to rachelgrantcoaching.com group program. And uh, have a wonderful time loving and embracing and nurturing your little infant. Until next time, take good care of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.